Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Six and we are in the Toolkit Depot studio because that's what we do Monday to Friday. And thanks to Frank Agostino, I heard from Frank this morning at 26 past four. I know. Really? Well, you know what he's doing, don't yeah, you? Yeah. He's obviously got to fix his bedwetting problem. <laughs> he's going off oh, to the gym. Frank, Have you seen come the ring? seen the ring? Yeah, I know. He's fit. He's fit. Fleet Network, WA's Novated, Novated Leasing Specialist. Got to get that right. I say it wrong every day. It can save you thousands on your dream car. It's not that hard. Uh, fleetnetwork.com.au. Big show coming up. Braden Becker, our man Braden Becker, yep. tripped up uh, oh, in the qualifying over there for the DP World Tour on Europe. Uh, his golf tour, very lucrative. And uh, he's had to make the long trek to Melbourne because the East Coast... Uh, uh, Oh, pre Christmas, yeah, pre Christmas, five events, and he's landed and just landed, and uh, he will be hitting off later today. Riley Morgan, life of Riley, just unbelievable. He, he so wasn't here last week because he was in Bali. Yeah, but he's oh, we, in we we traded some messages. Rare tipping form, Riley Morgan. Our man Simon Miller did train a winner on a place getter yesterday. Yep. So good on Si. He tipped the place getter and. Uh, <laughs> Didn't tell us to back the winner. Oh, I think he nah, did. He did. He he did. Bad, but sh- he got up. Short, but uh, short enough is good enough. Uh, just repeating, Amelia's dream, who, of Amelia's course, Jewel, Jewel who's uh, his, arguably his best horse. Oh, it's a uh, it's, it's, he did infer, and you sort of squeezed it out of him, that uh, they're going to the Guineas, so they're not going to be racing on Saturday. No, why don't you just tell us they're scratched? Yeah. Wow. I think he had some more people to tell. Oh, he's got he owner's obligations. You've got to speak to the people who pay the bills. Hey, Bryce Cotton's going to join us too after 7 o'clock. The Wildcats don't play a game till Thursday, November 17. But uh, Bryce Cotton will join us after 7 and we'll wow. see if he uh, has Ooh. anything to say about where the team's at and uh, how they're trekking. They're back, mate. And Bharat Sundaresan after Pakistan's seven-wicket oh. win last night. Now... You know what? I don't think I'm not sure whether it's just T20 has just gone to a whole new level. Um, Pakistani and Indian supporters are showing us how to go to the sport. I couldn't. I was as entertained watching the crowd last night as I was the cricket. They just have fun, don't they? They're dancing and singing the whole time. Now that'd wear me out after a few hours, but they just love it, and it's such a good way to enjoy sport. You recall, and on a, I, you know, we probably do have the audio of the declaration that I made after they lost here to yeah, Zimbabwe. Yeah. Well, if it hasn't been dug up, I'll be having a chat with the boys later because I've inferred it enough times on yeah. you know, what's that group. Yeah, we'll see how they go. They're sitting next to uh, Brad Hogg yep. and, and they lost. Yep. And for that part... You're off them. Well, I was making a, a, a general statement that they're up against it and they're all, all but out of the tournament. Yeah. Well, and you know you cricket. <laughs> you do. Now, I'm concerned. A Should I be performer. concerned? Not for eight, seven for one, seven for uh, nine. Bowling over 3.6. Oh, yeah, Got a trophy yeah. to prove it. Can you bring the trophy in? Yeah, there's two. Uh, one's in storage and one I've got at home somewhere. Is for that the, the love- entire collection? 
No, mate. Give me a break. Mate. I'm the king. There's three. My pool room? No, you won't invite us over. No, no chance. No one's allowed to go into your house. No, no. You've given me four different addresses already. I've been knocking (laughs) on strangers' doors. Doors! Oh, sorry, I thought you were the tax man. Rightio. (laughs) So let me just run this by. These were new followers yesterday. After Pakistan got through to the final. (laughs) See what they're doing. Rahim Khan Yusufali, Rana Abdu Harara, Fahim Ahmed Shark, <laughs> Muhammad Omar, Osama Khan, Usman Chowdhury, Zayn Faraz, Jamshed, <laughs> The Wild Thing, Syed Adib Bukhari, Zaka Rahman, Malik Umar, right. Fahan Azkar, Ali Nasser, now Rahman. Listen, I think you've said about three names the same. The- <laughs> But Liz, were they were they Mate, were they following you look, now to no, offer you some feedback? No, these are new followers yeah. as of Pakistan winning. winning. In other words, I think they're coming to get me. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Have they offered feedback yet? Uh, no, they don't. They just they just. I think they're sort of saying, if we hey, win the whole shooting match, we're watching you, pal. We're watching you, and you did make a sweeping statement. It's all right. Sometimes you get things wrong. Off that first game, they were shocking. The first two games, they were ordinary. Well, this is how it played out last night. Pakistan getting the job done by seven wickets at the SCG over New Zealand. Bowls to Masood. One run to go. Masood drives. He beats Sally and the deed is done. Pakistan is going back to a World Cup final at the MCG. It has been a commanding chase. Enough. I was Jeez. reading online. New Zealand have now made the final, the semi-finals of twelve World Cups. Serious? And bowed out at that stage. Oh, how are the New Zealand fans? If you're a Kiwi this morning, I'd love to know how you're feeling. And this is not. And look, you, you got through to that stage, so let's Beat not. Us. Correct. But Australia. And you really got through, thanks to Australia, of course. Uh, you smashed Australia in the first one. Love to get your feedback this morning. And, and Who do uh, you reckon the happiest people in the world are that won the first tick is that Pakistan got through to the final? Who's the happiest people? Well, who do you reckon is the happiest organisation right now? The ICC? Oh, I yeah. think they're really wrapped. Yeah. MCG be fairly pleased too. Yeah. I hope it doesn't rain. Not likely. Sunday. So it's right for Sunday and they've got a day... Extra, but it does look like that once it rains on Sunday, it could rain Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. But then they don't go to, they don't go to strike rate and all that sort of stuff after that. Do they? I, I think it's, I, I think they, I think it, I stand corrected. No, I can't be because they don't play each other. So I would suggest it's a good question. We need to look at the rules. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a very good question you asked there, two dogs. Um, nice work by you, um, <laughs> Pakistan TV. They were oh. pretty excited. <laughs> is it, this is eight seconds. Now this is this is visual, but just picture the Pakistan host, professional but, cricket show. Gilly, let's go, Gilly, <laughs> Howie, Punter, uh, and uh, Mark Walk. All right, uh, right. Have a listen to this. That's the intro to their show. That's the intro to their show after they got did, through. Did you hear, um, and I'm just talking about how well they support, they played a song last night and Gilly made mention of it during the broadcast. He said, oh, I have no idea what the song is that they just played, but there wasn't one Pakistani supporter that wasn't singing it. And, it was, <laughs> and there was only 36,000 there you know or something like that, yeah. but it was huge. Yeah, but you know what it is? What? It's the equivalent to Daryl. 
The horses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Pakistani horses. Here it is. Oh, well done, boys. Oh, this was a dancing tape, but they were. There was a song they were singing out loud, all in unison. It was. It was. Just it's so the World good Cup to watch. theme song, I think. I don't think it was that. Well, anyway, what I will say this is that it's probably. So if it's not horses, it's Sweet Caroline. <laughs> 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 might have been the the Pakistani voice, the voice. Whatever it might be. It was, but it was brilliant. They're so good. Now, uh, coming up on the show, as I mentioned, we've got uh, Braden Becker because he's about to tee off the Vic PGA. Riley Morgan will get in the studio. Don't forget, William Pike made a return to racing yesterday in WA. Mm. Had two rides and rode a winner. One easy. Yep. We couldn't get a hold of him. We got, I got specifically told by his manager, Dale Verhagen, he will do no media. You can get him next week. But he did a six-minute interview after the race. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dale. Come on, Dale. Come on, Daisy. You... you Look, Nostradamus, is he coming back for yeah, good? Yeah, back. For good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's staying. Yeah. You're the first one to say this. Yeah, I know. But Everyone else is floating around. Well, mate, I was also the first one to say he was coming back, and I got absolutely smashed on social media saying he will never ride in WA again under the COVID rules. State of emergency, Willie goes away, he's coming back. I, I, won't, I, don't, I can't say too much. But he's got business interests here in WA. Now, Bada Sundarason is going to join us, of course, because there is one more game to go. It is England and India. And I love England. I hope England win. But I certainly hope they lose tonight. <laughs> I'm so confused. Well, I want India, Pakistan. I don't yeah, care. Well, I know it's a cliche to say we want that as the final, but how big would I that be? Huge. How big would that be? Um, well... <laughs> It'll be fantastic, and they will fill the place. Rain, hail, or shine. William Pike had this to say on um, w, uh, at the WA races or whatever they do online here. He's talking to Giulio Santarelli. Yeah, I, I don't really have a lot of plans at the moment. I've got a saddle in my hand. I'm willing to travel. Um, I honestly don't know. Uh, at the moment, it's, I figure I'm here a month to six weeks, see the carnival out. I'm um, hoping to head back across for the Magic Millions and just see where see where the journey takes me. I honestly have no set plans. I know the rumours are rife at the moment, but um, yeah, I, no no concrete plans, but I'm here right now and that's where my focus is. Yep, and that's exactly where you're coming back to, Will. So let's just, let's I just wish he said, I wish he said, I know the rumours are rife, but don't listen to Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, well, he I does do, know. Well, I do know. He's coming back. I'm the king. So, there you go. Yeah. Business Alrighty. interest. Uh, he's got business interest in Perth. Can't say too much. Anyway. <laughs> but he's got business interests in Perth. <laughs> Temperate bedshed text line extended. Uh, don't forget, Dodge Johnson. <laughs> you know what I was just about to do? Were you about to, to, to read out extended credit? He's <laughs> 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 uh, <Benjamin> Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> don't put stuff on the teleprompter. Bedshed, the experts in temper mattresses, pillows, and cases. Uh, now, I'm going to read... credit. I know. <laughs> How am I going? I'm going to read these texts. Did Goss just triple mate you before 610, Scotty? Yeah, says he did. Twinkles. He did twinkles. Can't wait to see where this goes now. I'll just grab my popcorn. <laughs> Jonesy says, not blowing your trumpet, Goss. Your commentary should be doing the final. I agree. Oh, Jonesy, come on, no, mate. I'm do. Wacky, wack, wack. Did Lisa get, did she get that in last night? Who? Pardon me? Did she, did she manage to squeeze in wackity, wack, wack? What did you say? So did Lisa get... I don't know if she did. Yeah. It's a bit personal, but I'll ask her. <laughs> I challenged her yesterday. Can you wackety, don't wack, you, I see what you're trying to do. Wackety, wack, wack. Can, we, can we comment? Can we actually send a text to Lisa Stalaker 
and ask whether she got in any wackety whack whacks during the SEN commentary last night. If not, the call will be lesser off for it. Uh, Paul says the ICC have missed a trick. It will be chucking it down Melbourne on Sunday and probably on Monday. It's the fifth largest cricket venue in the world is empty. They should have made the call early and moved the game to Perth. Yeah, but they've stripped the. Well, that's hard to do. The logistics are a nightmare. Yeah, they are. Um, Scotty, yeah, I am going to. Oh, should I do that now? No, what I'm going to do, we're going to go take a break and come back. <laughs> oh, no. Don't. Don't grunt me and don't look at me and don't at me. Uh, I'll do that. I won't do any of that if you don't dance during On This Day. I, I, I'm going to say something to you about On This Day, and that's November 10 for those who are interested. Any it good? is horrendous. <laughs> hey, hey, won't stay tuned for that. Don't go anywhere. It is <laughs> absolutely. Ne- this is rivaling the worst of the worst. You just hear thousands of showers turning on at the same time. Going, I'm just going to have a shower for oh, 10 minutes. But I think people back. will be intrigued by how bad a day it is. So if it's your birthday today, <laughs> I apologise, but you share it with a lot of, well, one or two famous people, no great singers, no great songs and no, no great, great sporting moments. No, no, nothing. There's nothing. It's junk. It's did a just, junk day. Did we scrap it? Not no, let's see how bad it is. See, is, it better, is it going to be worse than, was it June 17? Is June 17 the worst day? <laughs> June 17. Now, that's not a reflection of the bloke who was pulling it together, so don't no. get your bottom lip off this floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, and we've failed to do so today. It is horrendous. A break, <laughs> and then I'm going to ask some hardcore questions that require hardcore thoughts from you. I know we're going to straighten it up. Oh, wow. I'm going to ask a range of sporting questions and significant sporting questions that I require genuine focused answers. So get your thinking hat on. I'm not going to tell you what the questions are. All so right. they are questions without notice. Yes, of some cold water on the face and. Yep. Have a splash. Get ready. Yeah. Now, now we're cooking. CG, unbelievable. That's think, so cool. Do you think they're making some mention of we're not pointless? Does it say that in there? Well, I think song? if you hear in there, you hear <laughs> snagger uh, and the, and then some words and then flog. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know the words to the song, but that's what I heard. <laughs> it's November 10. We're here, of course, in the Toolkit Depot studio. Thanks to Frank Agostino and the crew at Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Got it. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Radio thirteen twelve fifty five is our toolkit depot open line or zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Text only on this occasion. Text only on the temperate bedshed text line zero four eight seven. 
736736. And I want to give, I want a mark out of 10 for on this day today. If you're a listener. <laughs> well, that's, that's inviting. Yeah. Well, some honest but, feedback. Well, I'm, I'm prepared to say it's one of our worst. You don't know exactly how bad it's going to be. I'm hurt. You think it might rival June 17th. Yeah. I want the listener feedback. The, the, the segment is going to continue, so this is not about axing the segment. But every day... <laughs> you can have one bad day and then turn it over. Correct. No, you can't do that. Correct. I like this segment. Martin Luther King was born on this day in 1483. He was born in Germany. Richard Burton <laughs> was born in Wales in 1925 on this day. I'm just trying to make it important. Sir Tim Rice was born. He's 78 today. He's an English lyricist and author. He was sort of like Andrew Lloyd Webber and all the musicals and all that sort of stuff. He also wrote this song. Ah, oh, not too bad. That's okay. Okay, that's a fun. It's an uplifter. Yeah. Donna Fargo was born Yvonne Vaughan on this day 77 years ago. She's a US country singer and this is one of her best. Now you be careful, gotta go. I love you. Have a beautiful day. And kiss the happiest girl in the whole USA. <laughs> Happy birthday, Donna. Have you heard of Emerson Lake and Palmer? Emerson. Emerson, Lake and Palmer? No. Uh, no. Well, okay. Well, they're a, a group and they do a lot oh, yeah, of the band. A, that's ELP. Hey? That's ELP. <laughs> yeah. Well, Greg Lake was born on this day in 1947. He died, sadly, in 2016. Yeah. This is their famous, this is their most famous piece of music. Ferodo 500. You know, the Bathurst? Was it? It used to be called the Hardy Ferodo 500. They were the sponsor, James Hardy and Ferodo. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure you're adding to this. <laughs> anyway, that used to be the start, because it used to start of the yeah. Channel 7 sports world. Yeah. Anyway, so he's dead now, anyway, Greg Lake. Condolences <laughs> to his family. Oh. Do you, I'm, not, I'm not sure. See, I've got... There's a couple of people I think are overrated in the world. Yep. One is... Um, are you dying? Nicole Kidman. Are you... Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, are you dying to say that they died no, on this day? Or? No. No, no. But Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman yeah, I'm not a fan, because I don't think she's just pointless. I don't understand what she does. Well, Pakistan were pointless too. <laughs> so, <laughs> good point. Watch her. No, that's a very good point. And the, other, and the husband, the singer, what's his name? Uh, Keith Urban. Yeah. No good either? <laughs> well, I just don't know his stuff. But, but apparently he's very good for those. And this well, is a, why did those two get a whack? Just because then? I'm about to mention, here's yeah. another one. Chris Lilly's 48 today. <laughs> you know who Chris Lilly is? See, in um, English, I did all the dress-ups and that. Didn't he have different characters? Is that Chris Lilly? Yeah. yeah. Summer Heights High. That's it. And we can be heroes and angry boys and... I, I, I don't get Chris Lilly, but apparently very good and done very well in Australian TV. Comedian. Anyway. 
Oh, keep going. I'm loving this list. Keep going. <laughs> this is this is on this day for November 10. Yeah. Are people texting in? Are people texting in 0487736736? They're just waiting to get the full body of work before they give it one or two out of Chris Joanna Nunu. Guitarist for Silverchair was born on this day 43 years ago. They no fell one. off the radar quick, didn't they? Yeah, they he went all weird. Daniel Johns. Daniel Johns, he went all weird, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. No one knows a bass guitarist. <laughs> They're the blokes that had their fingers over the top. You know, if they're not doing bass guitar, what else yeah. are they doing? The, the, the big long harp. <laughs> not the harp. We'll take a break. <laughs> what do you mean? No, we're flying here. <laughs> Ricky Lee Calder's 37 today. Oh, no, take me that. Two years before it aired in Australia in 1971, this TV show aired on this day, 10th of November. It's a classic. Who's your famous character in Sesame Street? No, Grouch. uh, The Grouch. Groucho. Yeah, the Grouch. The one in the can. Yeah. Yeah. He was angry all the time. Was he? What was his name? Oscar the Grouch. Os- his name Oscar. Mm. Yeah. Yours? Big uh, Bird? Big, you got Big Bird all over you. Nah, fact, he annoyed fact, me. I would have throttled him. <laughs> I would have grabbed nah. his skin in all neck and just in front of all the kids and just throttle him. Nah, Bert and Ernie. Yeah. yeah. Although, I, when, I, when I dig a bit deeper, I thought they were a little bit dodgy. I've had my time over again. Then you look back, you go, oh, that makes sense. You're in the even older and you look at it and go, yeah, of course he is. Don't forget, show your support for McHappy Day by purchasing a pair of silly socks. We wore ours, of course, from Maccas for only $5. Money raised goes to Ronald McDonald House Charities. It's this weekend, Ronald uh, McHappy Day. So please support those to continue to help seriously ill and injured children and their families. And don't forget the big Ronald McDonald uh, charity, uh, House Charity Ball is on Saturday night. Let's get some news away. And then I'm going to hit you with some hard questions. Okay. Still to come. It's hard to recover from that little Braden Becker, few minutes, but... Riley Morgan, Bryce Cotton, and Barrett Sunderlayson. Let us know what you think. Uh, Mike yeah. of Morris says, Crystal is actually pretty good. Mike, in the bin you go. <laughs> You're allowed your opinion. It is the run home, Hayes and Mato from two. Get down there, and uh, they're doing their thing. Thanks to Gage Roads, they'll be giving out a large Gage Roads hazy as for the first 50 people from two o'clock down there at the Wembley. And don't forget, the, the cricket will be on the big screen as well. Time to do this. Got a lot to get through. Here is Chris Clafunas, producer of the Star, and Tim Nelson. Uh, and. Um, oh, 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 
off today, isn't he? I'm trying to straighten it up today. I've been chastised by upper management. Let's get into it then. Shannon Hearn, he's extending his career into an 18th season. He agreed to a one-year contract extension with the West Coast Eagles. We did put a request in to speak to Shannon. We did. It was a positive story for West Coast. We were refused. They were because they're on holidays and... And they're not allowed to talk to anyone. No, I understand that. I, don't know. I understand that. Can't bit. get to anyone. I understand that, but that's the players who make that rule, not the clubs. I understand that. But my attitude is, I would have made sure that Shannon Hearn was available to the media because after a wretched year, it would no, have been something positive. Story. Adam, if you're listening. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> AFLW skipper for the West Coast Eagles, Emma Swanson, won the club champion yes. for the second season in no, no a doubt. Row. There, she was the best. Player. Yeah. By a country mile. Yeah. East Perth has signed Mitch Croden for next season. The 23-year-old is the second big signing for the Royals. So slow-moving uh, midfielder. Uh, after they added Harrison McCready from Carlson. He's actually quick. I like Mitch. Yeah, yeah no, I'm Absolutely. A fan. So he'll be looking for another oh, AFL lifeline uh, after this season. Sleuth type fan or? <laughs> He's got a suit. Hayden. Go ahead. Bit of Tim Gossip oh, coming your way soon. Are you going to elaborate? Nah, can't elaborate. Woo-hoo. I just say that just upsets everyone. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of NBA news. The Brooklyn Nets have appointed Jacques Vaughan as their head coach, promoting Steve Nash's replacement mm. instead of hiring someone new. He's gone 2-2 two and two as acting coach since the Nets and Nash parted ways on November 1st. And in the Carabao Cup yes, overnight, that is the you. Football League Cup that no one really cares about. Uh, Manchester City beat Chelsea 2-0. This third round. Round action, I think. Yeah, so this is action. when the Premier League clubs come into it. Yep. Is my Mainly. team playing this? Your team? Yeah, I'm right Frankfurt. <laughs> no, Eintracht Frankfurt are not in the English Football League. and stuff? <laughs> That's the I remember the name of the team. <laughs> Food. Eintracht Frankfurt are playing Germany, not in England. Uh, this is the English League Cup. Liverpool yeah. just beat Derby County yeah. on penalties. Saw it was a nil-all draw. They won 3-2. Uh, and Arsenal beat... Uh, sorry, lost to Brighton 3-1. Oh, didn't they really? Yeah. That's this cool. Is when the English Premier League clubs uh, play second don't string. Don't make out you don't ten. care. No, well... Oh. No, I wanted. I know you know when you come to lose, but if they're gonna lose a game, this is the one you want. The football league cup. It's Mickey Mouse. Right. It is absolute nonsense. Well, it's just still a, found its way into your sports. It's update, just though, a, a fixture congestion. Yeah, not sure I brought it up to be honest. <laughs> the average audience, the average uh, mark out of ten for um, on this day was three from all those who texted it. And you know what? That, all that says to me is we have got a very understanding, generous audience. Yep, we do. I think they may have <laughs> overcooked it. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, we're going to speak to Braden Becker next. Riley uh, Morgan's going to join us. A little later in the show, Bryce Scott and Bud at Sunday Asin. I'm going to put you down, pin you down with a couple of questions, Scotty. Uh, hardcore, hardcore questions that require. <laughs> that require. How did you go at home when you got home yesterday, mate? Oh, I was run off my feet. <laughs> oh, even my daughter was into me too. She's nine. She goes, "Dad, can you do something? Because you don't do much around here." I'm like, oh, "You any danger?" Yeah, seriously, I didn't get a minute to sit down. Just quickly as well, before we uh, move on, I did get a reply from Lisa Thalaka. You asked uh, if she inserted a wackity-whack-whack into the commentary yesterday. Mm. She said, unfortunately not, but we did have a lot of fun. I described Harris Ralph's action as like he wobbles in, and she made Jared laugh, which she'll take. So wow. she's pretty happy with that. Wow, well, hang on a second yeah. there. You, you buried the lead. Yeah. What? She said, I made Jared laugh, which I'm While he's at work. Oh, uh, sorry. Wow. Breaking news, if we can, please. Breaking news. Hayden Schloeth 
But yes, <laughs> yesterday I was sent a video from the office. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Yes. I was sent a video from the office. From our office here, yes. So for those just I'm cutting to the chase, sorry for going off off um, off script, but I'm, I sh- we're in a shared environment, so no one has a desk apart from our techs and our salespeople, and the rest of us just float in and out, producers mm. and presenters. So no one owns a desk, except my desk is just outside the studio. <laughs> except my desk. My desk. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets a desk. But everyone else shares <laughs> one. Oh, it's a little portable table in the corner. The one I use <laughs> is just outside, and it's also for those, uh, Anna Hayes and Mardo and Peter V., uh, and Jimmy Duff and Mark Duffield and Hida and Leith and Lee and um, anyone else, please don't put your coffee cups and drink cups on my table. Walk to the kitchen, you lazy slobs. Actually, yeah, very good point. <laughs> slobs. It's ridiculous. Slobs. Yeah. You've been Slovenly. again. Slobs. I'm getting angry now. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I, can, I can say So anyway, that. I got a text from Joe, our tech, who filmed Peter Vlahos, who sits there in the avoider, who sits there in the afternoon for his show, uh, which is called Sports Day. It is called Sports Day now. And he sits there and he produces his show or he gets yep. ready to present his show. And it's a great show, fantastic. But he was annoyed. His annoyance was building up over a period of about a year. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as the tower next to the, on the side of the desk got so bigger and bigger. papers... Uh, rundowns, yep. uh, mail, live reads, live reads, yep. all my stuff, fan, and a few, mail. fan mail, and yep. a few books and stuff. And the pile got big, 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 big. And I got asked by Gary the cleaner, right? Should we throw it out? And I said no, no. It, no, that's my stuff. Yeah, this is what happened yesterday. Guys, I'm putting it all in there, and it'll be in the filing system in the boardroom, mate. We've had coffee spilled all over here. There's no room. So, mate, you're not losing it. All I'm doing it is storing it for you. In a bin. Okay? All good. Tim Gossich, MC. But, mate, we've got no room to move. So it's all going to be in the storeroom behind me, okay? Wow. Is it chewy? Is it chewy? There's a... <laughs> so that's Pete, and he's just packed all my stuff he's up. He's had enough. Yeah. He's had enough, and all yours. All your, that, that pile was like your safety blanket. All I'm going to say is... That was, you, you'd, like, you'd put your rest of your head on it occasionally. <laughs> you'd cuddle it sometimes when you get cranky. It was a big pile. When he was struggling to put it into the bin at one point, it all just fell off to that. So he had to pick it all up off the ground as well. So there was a lot of work for Pete to do to get it into that bin. Mm. Lucky there's no. It's, it's in a bin. <laughs> Put it in a bin. Lucky there's no crossover of our shows because already going to be tense between Pete and, and you. Yeah. Who do you reckon to win that, Chris? I reckon Pete's pretty feisty. Yeah, he's got that Greek fire. Yeah, yeah that, he certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. Gossip fight dirty though. Goss has got the reach. Yeah, yeah he's got the reach. Yeah, and he, I reckon Goss would be a real squirrel gripper type of fighter. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, he'd fight dirty. <laughs> Anyway, we should set that up. <laughs> Christmas party, mate. We're going to move on. We're going to get to Brayden Becker. <laughs> Riley's coming in. Let's take a break. This is Scott Ingles. It's turned our attention to the East Coast now. We had a bit of a run of it with the golf over here in Western Australia, and we focused on it. Well, there's a lot of good West Aussies are over on the other side of the country. The Victorian PGA Championship is the first of many events. And one man who's a friend of the show is Braden Becker joins us. Braden, appreciate your time, mate. You just touched down in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, just last night, 6.30, I landed. 
Rightio. Can I just mention your land? With, I suppose it was a bit of a tough flight for you because we know that you're over there trying to get to the next stage of your sort of of the uh, DP World Tour and get your European yep. ticket. Um, and you fell one shot short of getting to the final stage. You, you had one of those final rounds. Oh yeah, it was it was a, it was a stressful one. I was uh, I was in with a chance. I knew I had to go low and probably you know sort of shoot someone in the ballpark of five under, six under to get through into the final stage and I got off to an absolute horrible nightmare start. I was four over through the first four holes and then uh, managed to stabilise, make par on the next hole. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to not let this golf course dictate me. It was one of the most frustrating golf courses I've ever played. But managed to, sh- yeah, when, when it went on absolute uh, tear the last 13 holes, I was eight under my last 13 holes to finish four under for the day and miss- ended up missing by oh. one. So, what does that mean, bit of a, mate? Bit what, of a nightmare. Yeah. What, what does it mean? What, what does it mean? You miss that final stage to, to fingers crossed for the next get through that, and you, it opens up your world over there in the European Tour. I know there's lots of people trying to get on, so it's a tough place to get. What does it mean to you, probably mentally and also financially? And and the fact is now you've got to wait another twelve months. Yeah, exactly right. So obviously now I've got no status going forward now on that tour, but um, which which absolutely sucks. But um, yeah, so I've got to wait a whole another twelve months before I can even have another go at it. Um, but yeah, of course the whole the whole uh, experience, you know, cost me uh, close to yeah, just over sort of fifteen, nearly nearly twenty grand to just to do the whole thing because it's you know it's, it's it's another set of flights that you got to pay for. It's another accommodation week, maybe two, plus your hire cars, plus your food. And then, of course, you're paying in Aussie dollars when you when everything is in euros. So the uh, the you know just the exchange rate hurts you. Just you know just simple facts like that. Um, apart from the entry fee, that's that's just a fee you got to pay just to play anyway. But um, it's uh, it is what it is. It's what it's what we do, and and, and that's kind of why guys are turning to um, you know to, to to income streams that that guarantee can guarantee monies. Like even if you even if you do miss a cut. Mate, where to now? Obviously, uh, what sort of tournaments? Are, is it in Australia? Is it Asia? Where do you go and play now and, and, and hone those skills and be patient enough to have another crack at the DP? Uh, for me, obviously, it's just going to be Australia. Um, again, I've just, like I said, I've just spent a lot of my lot of my cash that I had saved up from the season I had last, well, this year, earlier this year, to, uh, to go to Europe to give it a go. Um, I'm just going to stick around in Australia for the next, at least until Christmas time, and then Depending on how these next few next few weeks go, because we've effectively got five weeks five weeks straight now. We've got uh, Vic PGA this week, Queensland PGA next week, Australian PGA the week after, Australian Open the week after that, and then uh, Gippsland Super Six the week after that, just before Christmas. So, assuming any of those go real good, um, then I'll, I'll, I'll try and get some. Uh, tr- I'll uh, enter Asian Q School. Uh, up in up in Thailand, I'll probably go go up there. That's that's looking pretty promising going forward with uh, with all the uh, international series events that they've started to spike up, which are paying like million dollar minimums. What are you going to do, Alamuna, mate? It's a course that's eaten me alive on a number of occasions. Uh, you got to drive well, get off, uh, put yourself in a good spot to uh, to attack the dance floor and and, and score well. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I don't know. yeah, obviously you guys played it, but it's um. Yeah, it's very punishing if you do miss it. You can hit really good tee shots all week and, and you just find those pot bunkers where, mm-hmm. you know, and on a lot of golf courses you can hit in a fairway bunker and, you know, most professionals don't don't really mind about that. They just take the time, knock it on the green out of the bunker because it's just another golf shot. But at Moona, you really do get punished. You, you lose that distance because you, you really are taking 
you know, your sand wedge, lob wedge out of the out of the, out of a fairway bunker from 150 just to move it up the fairway 50, 60 metres just to give yourself a chance to try and make par. You know, it, it really does take out the option of, of taking advantage of the golf course and making birdies. So the premise for me, this, you know, this, this event specifically is, I think if I could, if I can, you know, if anyone can stay out of the um, the fairway bunkers, you're going to save yourself a lot of shots over the whole tournament, you know, over four days of golf. So that's that's goal number one for for Muna. Um, I, the greens are always really good down anywhere on the Mornington Peninsula, anywhere in Melbourne, really. Um, so that's going to suit me real good. Vic PGA is what it's uh, casually known as. It's the 100th year in 2022, so a special one. There's plenty of names that are synonymous to the Australian circuit. Defending champion Blake Windred, winners Dayan Lawson and David Michelucci. Marcus Fraser's having a crack at it. Maddie Griffin, Zach Murray, Blake Collier, Maddie Goggin, who's been around for a while mm. now, and yourself, Braden. Looking forward to it, mate. Uh, chin up, and uh, may you find, take on that form that you finished with in Spain and, and uh have a good time of it at the Moon Links and, and on the East Coast swing, of course, there's, as you mentioned, yeah, five weeks absolutely. ahead. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, I'll, uh, I guess I'll just have a chat to you next week after we've got the W in the bag. That a boy. That a boy. It's just a, it's just a brilliant attitude, guys. It is I mean, a great it'd be very easy to uh, put the head down and, and, and soak up a bit, but. Our man, not our man. There's a W coming. Yeah, nice work. Braden Becker joining us, and we're going to have a. He's on. He's our man. We'll lock him in for next week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Vic PGA. That's Braden Becker. This is Scotty Ingalls. Back in the studio, we talk of Riley Morgan. Don't forget, Bryce Cotton, smack on seven, just after seven. So we've got to be quick and we don't want to waste any more time. Welcome back. How was Bali? Yeah, it was great. Really good. You look, really good. Uh, you reckon you looked about two or three kilos lighter. It got you, didn't it? It did get me. Yeah. Did you really get crook? Yeah, I got the belly. Oh. Yeah, Which was a shame, but, you know, <laughs> haven't been... Uh, None of us, have, none of us have been over there for a little while, so yeah. it sort of uh, can get you a bit, uh, a bit harder than usual. <laughs> been once, no intention of going back. Just seriously, does nothing for me. What is hey, wrong with you? No, just, just I'd rather spend my money in WA. Hey, I uh, go there. It's like a health retreat if I get what you got. <laughs> like you no, got we, uh, we also we, we, we had a, a couple of weeks ago. We cleaned out the bookies at the Y Bar as well on the on the Saturday. Oh, it's uh, it good fun. Good work. Lucky Grey Stakes champion Phillies Colonel Reeves Placid Arc Peters huge day. Saturday, the Pinnacles is here, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Day one. Can't wait. It's yeah. going to be a ripper. All righty. Uh, we need to – are you sacking and backing? No, nah, we'll just go with – Straight the, in. Straight okay. into there the weekend. All right. Get just your pen and paper ready, Australia. Australia. Sacking and dodgy restaurant in Bali. That's what this he's doing. This guy is a freak on the tip. He has been incredible. So here we go. Get the pens ready. Where are we going here for your best bet? First of two best bets. We've got a long shot and a value bet as well. Best bet number one, race six, number three, and the champion Phillies vampy at play for me. I absolutely love this filly for Neville Parnham, and I actually backed her to beat Amelia's Jewel last start in the Burgess Queen, and it was a it was a sickening watch, and she was held up the entire length of the straight when she looked to be absolutely bolting on straightening, and I thought you could make a very strong case post-race, and I think, oh, well, anyway, I think the clear with clear galloping room at the top of the straight, I think she wins that race, to be brutally honest with you, Vampy at play, in my opinion. And if you listen to Neville Parnham's pre-race interview, he was very bullish this filly could have uh, rolled Miller's unbeaten Amelia's jewel there, and he has mm. a huge opinion of her. So I love how tractable she is in the run. She can hold a position and still let rip with that dynamic turn of foot she possesses. She lands one out, one back here from the barrier. And although I do think the favourite is very good, it is very tough to win at 1,000 and then win at a mile again in the same preparation, also considering it is her first preparation. So that would be some training performance from Luke Fernie. 
but I think this horse is going to need to be very good to be catching Vampy at play. One of the best bets for Riley Morgan. Hope you're writing this down because this bloke is a tipping machine. You'll be cashed up like a bogan. Race six, number three, Vampy at play to beat the favourite laced up heels. Your second best? Best bet, race Race nine, number 10, Devoted. This is the last race of the day. It's the Cerise and White favourite. And guess who's back in town? Uh, William. He's back for Devoted good, Devoted was... You know he's uh, back for good? He is back for good, which is, which is great to hear. So Devoted was just Business so, interest. so big in the in the Asian bow. Another horrible hard luck story and needs to win this race to actually make his way into the field for the Group 1 Railway Stakes next week. So there is plenty at stake for, for Bob and Sandra. Pike takes the ride, finds a field of less depth, think he can tag a horse like Speed Dream into the race three deep with cover, and unless he finds some real horrible luck, I'm confident he can get over the top of them to blast the punters out in the last ready-to-peak here, devoted. Happy days each way, best each way for the day. We go to the Placid Arc, the feature of the day. The race eight, number eight, rumour says, is my best value of the day. It's a really open race, this one, but I just thought that on an each-way basis, this was the way that we'd go. Rumour says was held up the entire length of the straight in the Belgravia, behind Snowdome and Amelia's Jewel. And I think you could, again, make a strong case that she could have won that race if she if she saw clear galloping room. I think she goes really, really nicely for, for Luke Fernie. And there looks to be plenty of speed here if Clint Johnson Porter can find a three-deep trail blending into it on the corner. I think Rumour says runs you a really good each-way race. Mm. Okay. There you go. Race says. eight, number eight, six it dollars. makes me think of a good name for a horse would be Tim Gossett. There you go. I don't mind that. It's your next one. Ruffy. Uh, Simon Miller. Yeah. He's next to Simon, are you listening? Tim Gossip. Imagine him. She should be excited, wouldn't you? Best long be shot. Think you think you will end up getting a nice price this horse race. We've we've talked about this <laughs> thanks horse. For, thanks for straightening us <laughs> up there, mate. It'll be gelded pretty quick. Be dead <laughs> <right now. laughs> and go through probably three trainers. Race race number two. Race two number ten. Castillo Delago. We've spoken about this horse on a number of occasions. I thought he was yeah. again huge last start. A Castillo and had to do a mountain of work to get across early to lead from the widest barrier and ran them along four lengths faster than average to the thousand meters on a day where the rail was off and the leaders were really folding up. So I thought to be beaten only three lengths at the finish, I thought was massive. And he finally, the barrier god smiled down on him and he draws a gate with, with no speed underneath him. So I think he maps for a soft lead with a light weight. And if Brad Parnham can kick into the bend, the way Ascot has been playing mm-hmm. of late, he is going to take some running down. You sound confident. I like I this. Confident in the way. good off a spell. Ruffy, yeah. right, you, mate, if you tip that horse one more time, Castillo Delago. Oh, it's like me back in Chile is hot. Each way all day. I can't stop Each way all day. Is there some sort of intervention program I can go to, Riles, <laughs> to stop me from back in Chile is hot? Well, you have to butter up again on the weekend, then she's in. Oh, man. Absolutely no chance. So there it is. Uh, we'll put those on our socials. Riley Morgan is a tipping genius, so his best bets are race six, number three. You can do them. Best bet, number one, race six, <laughs> number three, Vampy at play. Best bet, number two, race nine, number ten, Devoted. All up, all up, up, up. Best value, race eight, number eight, Rumour Says. Yep. And best long shot, race two, number ten, Castillo Bumbry Delago. racing over the road here at uh, Belmont. We're going straight from here, straight across the road. We're going to set up a four-hour pre-game. Early uh, openers. <laughs> Can you find a winner for Belmont today? Yeah, I think there's a special today oh, in race six. Hello. There's a special in race six. I'm really keen on the chances of race six, number three, My Dilemma for David Harrison and Paul wow. Harvey. Drops back in grade, has been racing really well and finally draws a gate. I think race six, number three. This horse will go very close. Okay, currently, currently, four bucks. <gasps> I, think that, I think that is tremendous value for dollars. Okay, there you go. Hey, nice work by you. Good to have you back. Yep. Hey, get some fluids into you. <laughs> he's some been back a Been back a while. No, nah, he got back this morning. <laughs> he was, his flight was supposed to land four it days was ago. Delayed. <laughs> no, Sorry. No.
Nice uh, work by you. Bags are still in Denver, Two away from seven. Bryce Cotton next, uh, of course. Uh, and we're oh. here thanks oh. to our wonderful friends at Fleet Network. And don't forget, from two o'clock today, it is our man, our men, should I say, Hayes and Marto, live from the Wembley Hotel. Get down there and get a large Gade Roads Hazy for the first 50 people down there. Riley oh. Morgan, those with the touch, choose tap touch. Mm, Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. So to speak, their next home game is against South East Melbourne Phoenix next Thursday. You can get tickets from tickettech.com.au and we look forward to seeing our next guest in action. We talk of Bryce Cotton. He's been kind enough to join us on Scotty and Goss Breakfast here on SENWA. Bryce, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good, mate. Are you working hard, mate? Do you down tools? Do you spend more time with the fam? What do you do in, when you're not playing? Um, I mean, no, it's pretty much the same thing, practicing and everything. It's just no games, but you never want to take too much time off because that's how you can let rust start to build up again. Very much so. A couple of the boys are overseas in Kazakhstan. Do you know where Kazakhstan is, Bros? <laughs> Uh, I could not tell you if you gave me a globe to find it. <laughs> it's a long way to go to play a game of basketball, but we wish the boys all the best. Mate, just in summary, it's nice to go into this little FIBA break with a win under your belt. Don't want to talk too much about that win over Adelaide, but it was a win and you just needed it. I mean, yeah, if I'm being honest, you know, once you finally get that win, you honestly don't want a break. You want to keep going and try to build on it. But um, we just have to take this time to use this week and a half to – keep building good habits and practice and then hopefully, you know, it, it still carries over in the games. Uh, momentum's a good thing though, and I was, I was going to ask you that, you almost don't want to break after a good win like that, but what are the things, Bryce, that uh, uh, separated the Adelaide game from, I guess, the previous four where they uh, haven't gone our way? Say that again, I'm sorry? Well, what's, what's the difference but with the Adelaide game uh, and how the boys went about, their, uh, about the game compared to the, the four previous ones that didn't go our way? I think the biggest difference is that we basically played for the most part a full 40 minutes, whereas other games, you know, we would get a lead, maybe eight or nine points, and then it seemed like we started to play the score, and we'd take our foot off the gas, and that's when teams would come back. And uh, I think we jumped off to a pretty decent lead in Adelaide, but even though they started to cut it uh, pretty low, we never let go of our intensity and our energy, and I think we was able to sustain that lead and keep that control for the rest of the game, which was huge. I think we've spoken about this uh, last time that you were on, but is it uh, is a bit of an up and down season so far? But is it still you're still trying to adjust to JR's game plan and what he's after? I mean, we've had a couple of different game plans we've had you've had to learn over the last two years, or three from Trevor to Scott Morris and now to JR. Is it still a learning curve and we're just you're just trying to find your way to play the way JR wants you to play? No, I don't I don't think it's about JR. I think it's just us trying to figure out, you know, what we need to be doing as a team and fixing the lapses because I feel every game we've lost for the most part, we've lost it in the same way. So it's like a pattern that we have been showing, but I think we're all pretty familiar with the structure JR wants in place and how he likes to play. So, you know, that wasn't an issue. It was more of an us thing. Bryce, I don't know whether you read the paper, but they, they it's been, you know, quite uh, strong in their criticism through the fans being unhappy with... Uh, Not all the, of them. 
Not, no, yeah. just, just the articles of the paper has been pretty direct in regards to the ownership change, uh, the game day, uh, the form of the team. I, I'd be interested to know what the best player in the league does. Do you read and, and see all that sort of stuff, whether you believe it or not? But do you read that stuff or and on social media, not just the West Australian, because they're not the only ones that have been critical or the articles have been critical. Uh, just tell us a bit about how you deal with that type of negative feedback against a, a, about a team that you're involved in. Um, I don't really pay any attention to it. I'm aware, you know, that there's noise and things of that sort, but I don't bother reading it because it's going to do nothing positive and the way sports works anyway anywhere you know if you're losing you know everybody has a million opinions Mm -hmm. and then if you start to win you know everybody's happy and we're all geniuses so you just kind of have to you know take it for what it's worth and understand that's a part of the game but not let it get to you because obviously nothing's more important than the people on the inside and making sure we're all on the same page because i mean we all want the same thing one of your best mates in basketball is Devon Ritt Walker. He was over here. He was training with the Cats. He was probably, uh, who knows what his future was going to be inside the NBL. He gets picked up by the Brisbane Bullets, and now he's been uh, told he's surplus to requirements. Craig Randall's gone from Adelaide, but they were that was a that was a clash with coaching staff and, and teammates. Have you reached out to Devon Ritt? How's he coping? Because he would have thought, wow, I've got my chance again inside the NBL. How's he coping, and, and where do we find Devon Ritt right now? Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to stay tuned. But, um, I mean, he's doing all right. At the end of the day, this is the unfortunate thing that comes with sports. So uh, he's a true professional, and I know he's handling it the best way um, from what I've I've spoken to him. So he's keeping his spirits high. But, yeah, that's definitely um, the side of sports that happens, especially around this time of year. But but are, but are fans and media flippant to say, oh, sack him? Look, Brady Manning, people wanted to sack Brady Manning for four weeks. He comes out and shoots the lights out in Adelaide and is the reason why you probably win the game. Are we so media and fans so quick to try and bring, in particular, imports and coaches down if things aren't going their way? That's people's livelihoods, families, uh, life changes to come out to Australia. Love to know your thoughts on how easy it is for us to clip and to get hold of imports to say they're not good enough and they should be sacked? I mean, yeah, I think from the outside looking in, it's easy to point a finger to blame. But at the same token, also, I'm aware that, you know, Americans or imports, I guess, as you guys like to call them, they're held to a higher or a very high standard. And, um, you know, they have a job to do, but it, it goes to be the same thing. You know, like I'm sure Brady playing for Carolina and all these, you know, big time colleges, I know he understands what comes with it, where, you know, fans will love you individually one week and then be upset with you the next. So uh, it was it was kind of the same thing, just understanding, like, nothing ever stays the same for a whole season. There's always going to be a wave of emotions and there's going to be waves of wins and losses. And you just can never get caught up in, in either one of those phases because neither of them last forever. So just doing your job with, like, basically sticking with what you've done to get you to this point. And I think as long as Brady does that or basically any American that comes over here, they'll be fine and they won't let the noise get to them. Spot on. Great answer. Southeast Melbourne Magic coming up next. Bryce, they got hold of you. I'm oh, sorry, Phoenix, sorry. Uh, got hold of you uh, last time you played. Uh, ready to go again. What are you going to do differently? 
Um, I think, again, our biggest thing is just being consistent with our energy for a full 40 minutes mm -hmm. um, and not playing the scoreboard. So if we do happen to get off to a decent lead, you know, that's not our time to sit back and relax. That's our time to press our foot on the metal uh, even more. So um, that's the biggest thing for us, energy, I'd say. Uh, mate, speaking of energy, last one for you. We had uh, a couple of texts say, does Bryce Cotton go so hard so early and he gets bumped and pushed and shoved around that he runs out of petrol tickets late in games? We saw in Adelaide where, you you know, your, your shooting was not as Bryce Cotton as we know, but you absolutely lit it up in that last quarter. Um how, how is your tank going? And, and can you let the listeners know whether you do actually get fatigued in the in second halves because you've gone so hard so early? I'd love to, to get it from your from your mouth how your fitness is and, and your, your game day fitness in regards to being pushed and bullied around by the oppo. Um, I mean, I can tell you that it's not me going so hard the first half that uh, I guess I'm out of gas the second half. But you have to understand... If you're playing extremely well in a first half, obviously teams are going to make adjustments. You need more attention, so the scoring may not be there, and you have to work on, you know, distributing and finding the open guys. Now you might have two people on you. So it's not a fatigue thing. This is the same way I've played since, you know, I've came to this league. So uh, my body's very conditioned and used to this type of treatment. Yeah, well, you're a star. Well, let's uh, hope uh, you get through. assaulted against Adelaide. I'm just bordering on police. There could have been a complaint, mate, hey, what, as far what, as hey, I was concerned. Hey. I'm sitting on the couch going, I need to call the police here. He's getting assaulted. Hey, what about what Kenyon did to him here the previous game? Yeah. In Tasmania. Fingerprints all over him. Seriously. Mm. Are the whistleblowers <laughs> listening to our show right yeah, now? Well, I'll tell you what. We're having, having a chat with some of the big boys, Bryce, and saying, hey, any chance of a body out of here, please? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we need, we need help. We need, we need help for the little fella. All righty. Hey. <laughs> Next week, it's Thursday. It's against South East Melbourne Phoenix. Phoenix. When was the last time the Magic plays? Yeah, a long time ago. John, <laughs> Do John Dorsch was playing. Old school, mate. Yeah. In fact, Mike Kelly was playing, I think, for him. <laughs> hey, good on you, Bryce. Appreciate your time. I know you're off to shoot uh, to training, mate. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> hey, Bryce Cotton, best in the business. And uh, appreciate him coming on. There it is. South East Melbourne Phoenix. He's just going, what did I just go through? <laughs> Perth Wildcats, head to uh, ticketech.com.au. Strap yourself in because I am going to ask you some no. questions that require serious responses. Okay. And I want the answers today. It's 18 no. past seven. Don't forget, Perth Wildcats this season. If you want to go and watch them and join the Red Army, head to ticketech.com.au now. Agostino and the team at Fleet Network and WA's Novated Leasing Specialist save you thousands on your dream car. Do you reckon Frankie's let him out of the gym yet? Fleet Into Network. the office? Fleetnetwork.com.au. They'll be in the office. 426. Yo, come back to 426. I've got a text from him. That's it. He's a machine. He's a machine. He's a Seriously, machine. give him a shout. If you like money and you like saving your own, <laughs> give him a shout. Exactly right. Uh, don't forget also at 2 o'clock today, special time, Hayes and Marto live from the Wembley Hotel. And as part of that today, the Wembley's going to be doing a bar shout with Gage Roads. So they'll be giving out a large Gage Roads hazy as for the first 50 people down from... I'm going to go down there. Well, so if I get there bang on too, right, and yep. get a, and get my uh, Gage Roads yep. hazy... Hazy as. Um, and... When I finish it, there's still only 20 people there. Yeah. Can I still be included? Oh, in mate. 50? Can you ever? Oh, wow. I'm going to oh. get at least six in. Do you have to do some damage at the Wembley? Yep. 
Thursday yep. nights with the boys. It, and it was one of those places. I used to have to get on a plane and fly out at 5 a.m. the next morning, but gee, we used to get <laughs> It was one of those places, too, you think, <laughs> I'm safe here because a couple of the old boys own it. Did Boris have that? Yeah, Borry. Pete Wilson. Pepperhead, Dwayne yeah, Lamb. Pepperhead, Dwayne Lamb. Fatty had it too. Fatty had a And he sit there and go, no way, we're getting tossed out of this bar. You yeah. beauty. Yeah. Uh, they proved me wrong. Yeah, we got tossed out. <laughs> hey, mate, uh, some questions I would like. Uh, questions without notice, okay. uh, it's fair to say. We're, we're regurgitating questions without notice. Off the cuff. On Scotty and Goss. Off the cuff. That's it. Which are questions without notice. I'm going to ask you these questions. <laughs> be the captain of Fremantle, and these are requiring serious sponsors. And if you have got a, a response to any of this, I'd love to get your feedback. 0487 736 736, temperate bedshed, or the toolkit depot open line is 13 12 So listeners, feedback is important. Uh, who will be the captain of Fremantle in 2023? Next year, I, I can't see Nat Fife handing over the captaincy. I still believe that he believes he's the man for the job. Um... So I think Nat Fife will be captain in 2023. I think it probably should be Andy Brayshaw because, you know, Fife's missed so much footy for so, so many, you know, for a number of years now. And you need your skipper out there. And we don't know how he's going to come back from Nicaragua. And I'm not sure how many games he, he, I don't, he's not going to play 22 games this season. So I'd be probably, if Andy Brayshaw was the right man for the job, if he's ready to do it, if I was Nat Fife, I'd say, mate, off you go, son, and I'll back you 100% and be right behind you. When was the last time you went to the trots at Gloucester Park? Oh, wow. Um, hey, I'm not going to get in trouble here. Um, no, I've been away a long time, obviously, but um, coming back, oh, I reckon 1990. On a serious Six, note, 16. what would get you back to Gloucester Park? Cashy. Oh, serious note. Um, uh, wow, that's an interesting question. I, I think, well, you need more people there, atmosphere, and some. Well, I'm not sure if you take the kids. I'm not sure what would take me back there, would get me back there. Um, good offers, good deals. You know, if you go there with a group of friends, group of mates or something like that, and you've got a good... Food and Bev package, maybe, something like that. It's a very insular sport. I, I love harness racing. I grew up in harness racing. Yeah. It's the sport that I, I love. I don't know what get me back there. Yeah, that's my point. I, I just think they have they wheel out the same stuff and they get the same amount of people. Um, it's a tired venue, that yeah, place. Okay. And I know they're, and, and they're working hard on developing. I get all that. But um, they've got something's got to, something's got to happen. It's got to spark it. It doesn't seem like there's been any change in, in, in it since I was there in nineteen ninety. And there's a hardworking group there, don't get me wrong. These are, they're all good people. Yeah, no, no, I'm, no, I'm not but begging the people. how do they get people back to the trots when when people have so many alternatives about uh, mm. going to, to night talks? This is a, a long time ago. Do they still have New Year's Eve at Gloucester Park? Mm, they've tried. Yeah, they do. It's a, that was a big one. They've recycled. It's Sometimes it's gone... Two days before, I think they did have New Year's this time around. It's a good question. If anyone's got any ideas, what would get you back to Gloucester Park? Not the trots, but Gloucester Park. Let us know. Thirteen twelve fifty five or zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Have the Western Force surpassed the Perth Glory as a profile WA sporting team? Uh, yes, and I think they have for some time. Um, I, Perth Glory to me is so. Um, well, they're not they're not visible. I don't see them. I haven't seen them anywhere. I'm, 
And I, I'm not sure that I could identify many players for you at all, if any. I just think they've lost they've lost their identity. And I think the Western Force, I think Western Force supporters have been loyal for a long, long time. They started off with a you know, blaze of glory and, um, and and they had a huge following. And then they've obviously been up and down and, and through the mill, but back in business via Twiggy. And I think... I think the Western Force absolutely surpassed Perth Glory. I think Perth Glory possibly, possibly the most irrelevant team in Perth at the moment. Will Adam Simpson be coach of the West Coast Eagles in their next finals campaign? Yeah, if he wants to be, I think he will be. Um, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not subscribing to the the fact that it's going to take five or six years for West Coast to be back in business. I, I think they're going to be back a little bit quicker than most people are saying they will be. So I think um, if Simo wants to be the coach in two or three years' time, then he will be the coach, and therefore he will be the coach of the team that's back in the finals. Show your support for McHappy Day by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Maccas for only $5. Money raised goes towards Ronald McDonald House Charities, and don't forget Saturday night is their big ball at Crown. Looking forward to working alongside Sophie Monk. Continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. Let's get some news and come back. Barat Sandraysen is going to join us. And your answers to those questions, if you've got a response to any of those questions we just asked, Scotty, let us know. 13 12 55 or 0487 736 736. Every year, the last couple of years, it's been basically, can you contribute? Is the body still okay? And do I want to do it? So all of them are a yes for me and with the club as well. So the club's been pretty supportive of that, which is great. But it's just, footy is hard and you need to mentally be able to want to do it. So I'm still in that mindset, which is good. That's Shannon Hearn after signing another contract extension to go through an 18th year courtesy of the West Coast Eagles Football Club. He spoke online. Do you think that's a good decision? Yeah, I do. First half of, la- of this season, just gone, I was thinking, no, he's, he's done and um, he's playing his role at the moment, but this will be it for Shannon Hearn. Last half of the season, completely backflipped and said he is in their best five players, without a doubt. His form warrants another contract and with what they're going to go through, they need Shannon Hearn, I think. Yeah, agree. Uh, fantastic. I think he's uh, simply outstanding. Uh, Adam Simpson, uh, as, of course, as a lot of people saying, yes, yeah, Simo's the right man for the job, and people being Adam Uzo could be the next coach. I reckon that the Adam Uzo factor, I reckon that ship's almost sailed. It it's, might go down the path of the, the, great assistant the coach. Brian Royals who yeah. applied for plenty. Rob Wiley. Uh, Rob, yeah, Robbie. Um, the Robert Harvey Peter type. Summer, um That... Applied for a few roles and for whatever reasons didn't get them. Yeah. And well, uh, the fact is, is it's just crack crack field to beat to get a job. Maybe just better better was coaches there a, around. Was there a crack field at with Essendon recently. Well, I would say Brad Scott's an absolute great purchase. Do you? Absolutely. I, 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 I'm, sure. I'm not sure. Craig McRae at Collingwood. Yeah, beauty. Well, Voss is doing good things again at Carlton. He is. He was always going to get another go. I just um, I think there's just some tough places to get gigs, and I just Adam Kingsley picked up obviously GWS ahead of Adam Uze. Correct. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, tough. You want to get the next one because you just you start getting tarred, don't yeah, you? And you do. Go, well, why didn't why didn't five other clubs want him? Yep. 
Exactly right. It might be one of those moments where maybe a coach goes mid-season and he gets, a, he gets yeah. a real big chunk of 10 or 12 games to coach. So yeah. if a coach gets sacked in 2023, maybe he does jump straight in. We'll find out more, of course, but his name just keeps popping might up. take over at St Kilda after Roscoe's zipping 10. Yeah, Gilly couldn't be at a lunch <laughs> that I did the other day. Why do I happen? Gilly couldn't be yes. at a lunch I did the other day because he had to go to Sydney. The News Corp uh, awards for their journalism and sports coverage were presented Presented, and the Fox cricket team were given a presentation for the way that they got together uh, very quickly after the sad passing mm. of, of Warney and the like. Um, and Gilly was over there and he, he made it known to me that he had to go to collect this award. So could I please cover for him? for that lunch, and I thought, oh, it's just another award. But when you hear this Gilly acceptance speech the other night in Sydney, you don't quite see it, but if you get a chance to see it on his socials and, like, he he really struggles to keep it together, talking about his great mates and the tough time of Australian cricket in the last 12 months and the effort by the Fox cricket team to pull it all together. Here is Gilly accepting the News Corp Award on behalf of Fox Cricket. Have a listen to the emotion of our man, Gilly. When the news came through of the death of a man that we all thought was invincible. Like the rest of the world, we at Fox Cricket just were numb. We couldn't believe it. Shane Warne was no longer with us. The production team, within an hour of finding out about Warney's passing, just hightailed it into Fox Cricket and started to put together what was just the most emotional but appropriate and respectful tribute. Every piece of that production and everyone involved, it's a part of them, they're a part of this. After that production that day, the team went and started their grieving process to acknowledge the great man. No one was hurting more than Andrew Simons. Little did we know the the sorrow and the grief that was going to come six weeks later. Can I just say, what our commitment at Fox Cricket is. It's always hard to talk about it, but we'll never stop talking about him, about Warney, about Roy and about Rod, because that's the best way that we see that their legacy can continue and their spirit and their character will always remain with us. So on behalf of the whole team, thanks for the award and have a great evening. Thank you. He's a selector, so oh, the selectors definitely need to take a, a look at themselves. Um, him and George Bailey, they, the big decisions that they made in the lead up to that tournament, you know, they have to live and die by their sword um, with the decisions they made in the lead up to that tournament and then how things panned out in that last game as well. So um, they've had a, a pretty cruisy ride um, over the last little while because the Australians have been, been playing really nicely, but now a T20 World Cup at home and not performing how the group certainly can. It'll be certainly the microscope be on them, as, as it should be. Shane Watson answering the media questions yesterday in regards to the Australian coaching and selection staff after this failed World Cup. But you know what? doesn't really matter now. We're down to three. One team is through to the final on Sunday at the MCG, and that is Pakistan after beating uh, New Zealand, who were disappointing, by seven wickets. And the other decider is today in Adelaide. It's India and, of course, England. But at Sundarason, SEN cricket commentator, writer for Crick Buzz, and officially the best-dressed bloke I know with the beautiful long-flowing locks, has joined us... <laughs> On the show, but what about Pakistan, mate? They they were done, dead and buried. 
that's the beauty of Pakistan. Only Pakistan can do that. Uh, you know, they can be completely out of a tournament one day, five days later, they're on top there in the finals. And and that's why, I all, like, you know, though I covered a lot of Indian cricket in my early years, the one team I always wanted, like every time I had, a, had an opportunity to cover Pakistan cricket, I put my hand up and I said I want to do it. Because you never know what to expect. They keep you on the edge. It's like, look, they, I think, invented these OTT, uh, you know, six-episode binge-worthy shows way before OTT <laughs> platforms were the thing. That's always been Pakistan cricket. Brad, the bowlers for Pakistan did an, another amazing job last night, as they have done all tournament. But uh, the uh, the top order is one and, uh, and Baba. Azam just got, uh, well, he started seeing them a lot better um, last night. And, yep. and now they look like they've got the complete package. They do. And look, if you just look at their campaign, they should have beaten India, right? I mean, they had everything going for them before the last eight balls of that match. They were well on top. They dominated that game. Again, against Zimbabwe, they did so well. They restricted them to 130-odd. And it was just a classic Pakistan collapse that prevented them from winning that game. And then they just, uh, the bowling's been so good. They just, uh, you know, run roughshod over the Dutch. They beat South Africa and they beat Bangladesh very easily as well, again, because of the bowling. All they wanted was for their batters to start firing, especially those top two. As you know, they made, what, 70% of the runs in this format for them. <coughs> and they, excuse me. And now that they've started doing that, um, they are, they are the, the red-hot favorites at the moment. Whatever happens tonight here in Adelaide, uh, you cannot look past Pakistan as uh, favourites for that title. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a big call, but they certainly, uh, after they lost here, and, um, you know, we were all there, we saw it unfold. They've done a remarkable job to stay in it. Uh, just quickly, you're, tonight you are in Adelaide, of course, for this one tonight. Uh, the dream matchup is India-Pakistan. Do you think England can win this game tonight? Uh, who are you tipping? Um, I really do think England can win just because you just have to look up and down their order. There are match winners everywhere from Butler at the top to Livingston in the middle. And um, Excuse me, I just seem to have swallowed a fly. Uh, classic Adelaide this time of the year. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they have, they have like match winners up and down the order with bat and ball. And the bowling's been a revelation. Sam Curran, uh, he's conceded about one boundary in 40 balls in the dead. That's just outstanding. That's remarkable. Um, so they have everything going for them, uh, except the fact that there'll be uh, 41,500 Indians screaming their lungs out and maybe 500 England bombies cheering for them. So if they can somehow withstand that, uh, you know, that feel, that feel of being in a, in a cauldron in Adelaide uh, and just hold your nerve, I think England have every chance. Uh, they need one of their top order to fire and uh, they just also need uh, to get rid of Surya Kumar Yadav, who's just batting like a dream. And I tell you, I've said early on in the show that uh, Indian and Pakistan supporters have shown us how to go to the cricket and uh, and enjoy. And I think if, <laughs> I think if you're not English, you're barracking for India tonight, aren't you, for the dream matchup final? No, oh, very much so. I mean, uh, you, you feel for the English. They're like they've been invited to this party, but they've been told, "Look, you can stay for half an hour, and they just get out." <laughs> like you know, let have the let the real party begin. They've been invited <laughs> to the ceremony and not the reception. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. I mean, just show your face, uh, you know, just uh, tick the boxes and then, like, get out. And uh, But, look, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't take this uh, English team lightly. I mean, look, they were the favourites going into the tournament, if you think about it, alongside Australia. But we all know how that worked out. So, um, yeah, I mean, they have, uh, hopefully Mark Wood is fit. Uh, 
uh, he bowled what eight balls, but not of a full run yesterday. Uh, for the sake of the match and the contest, I hope he's fit. That'll make uh, uh, you know the Indians would hope he's not fit. Uh, and yeah, I mean India have the momentum, but uh, England have the team to you know make it a repeat of the '92 World Cup final. Even if no, not many people want that to happen. Baras Andreessen, SEN cricket commentator, and also Quick Buzz, of course, Quick Buzz writer. Now you're about to do a podcast online show with Adam Collins. Of course, he'll be involved in the commentary tonight in Adelaide. Uh, what's the vibe in Adelaide? Do, do, uh, is it just the is it just the uh, Indian and England followers that have followed the team around Barat, or do you, or, or is it just the Adelaide-based fans? Well, are we getting um, fans who are travelling with the teams right around Australia so far through the series? Oh, absolutely, Tim. I'm standing bang in the middle of the city right now, and I can see Indian fans everywhere. And you can make out, right? I mean, they dress up in their Indian jerseys even at 9 in the morning when they have breakfast, and they'll uh, somehow put on the same thing even in the evening when they walk up to the Adelaide Oval. Uh, so, yeah, you stay away from them most as far as possible uh, for obvious reasons. But, no, I mean, yeah, they've, they've traveled from all over, from the U.S., from Canada, I mean, the other day when Pakistan were playing, there were Canadian flags flying at the Adelaide Oval. I mean, who would have sunk that? Um, so, no, and they're everywhere. They've literally taken over the city, and they will take over, uh, you know, the Sir Donald Bradman Drive and all around North Adelaide, um, two, three hours from the game. It'll be quite the atmosphere. And as you know, the Adelaide Oval is built in a way where the sound stays inside so that mm. nobody in the northern suburbs is disturbed. But I think tonight they will be disturbed. I do expect the sound to go far and wide all the way, all around Adelaide. All right. Look, looking forward to it, mate. We've got one team into the final on Sunday. Let's hope weather permits. We do get a massive crowd. And regardless of whether it's England and or India, we know it's going to be an absolute bumper experience. Enjoy this afternoon's clash, mate. We hear it all on SEN and you're going to be a part of the commentary team. Thanks for joining us, Bada. No worries at all. I also love coming on your show because I get to listen to Eddie Vedder's voice first thing in the morning. That's all yeah. it's Yeah, yeah, nice work by you, yeah. Barat I wonder if Barat uh, in the commentary will go whackety whack whack. Well, at least let well, us down. Whackety whack whack! At least didn't give us much. Yeah, well, I wonder uh, if he can just throw that in somewhere. Grant, if he's still on the line, mate, if you can just somehow insert a whackety whack whack like this. Whackety whack whack! Yeah, that was Doss of... calling the game where he wrote off Pakistan. <laughs> Yeah. Bit of quality See if commentary. You can get that in there. Thanks, Bada. Bada Sandalais and SEN Cricket commentator and writer for Crick Buzz, of course. Don't forget the run home with Hayes and Mardo live from the Wembley Hotel from 2 o'clock. And you notice how we promote their show? Uh, as part of the outside broadcast today, the Wembley will be doing a bar shout with Gage Rose. Mm. So they're going to give out large Gage Rose Hayes has for the first mm. 50 people down there yeah. from 2 o'clock. We're going to go to a break. Uh, one, we talked about Adelaide. There and then Barat was talking about Adelaide. This was Miles Fitzner doing his show the other day, and this is he's from Adelaide, but he's been based in Melbourne for about two months. Yes, there was some speculation he will stay in Melbourne or will he go back. He's on SEN track. He's one of the star performers. Good man. He must have been feeling incredibly unwell. Have a listen to this outlandish pooparama that came out of his oh, mouth no. on SEN track the other day. People that bag Adelaide haven't spent time there. It's that simple. Because the food and wine there is elite. Elite. It's best red wines in the world. And that's that's not even that's not even arguable. That's that's fact. Forty minutes to the Barossa, forty minutes to McLaren Vale, fifteen, twenty minutes to the Adelaide Hills, and then you're you're within an hour you've got access to about seventy five of the most pristine beaches you've ever been to in your life. <laughs> Christine Beaches. Christine Beaches. Come on, Miles. Glenelg.
milk. It's like going to the lake. <sighs> Seriously, mate. You were going so well. And you yeah. know what? You obviously had a good family in Perth, mate. That'd be embarrassed to walk around. If you're a, if you're a relation of Miles Fitzner, Just hang your head in shame. Hasn't he heard of... Margaret River. In the Swan Valley. Swan Valley. Is, is, he, is he kidding himself? Give that, give that a shot. You know what? When you listen to someone, you go, very, okay. He, very stupid indeed. He puts a good argument there. They've got some fantastic wine regions in South Australia. And you go, okay, okay, okay. And then he says, oh, within a few minutes, you've got 75 of the most pristine beaches that you'll ever see in the world. But I lost everything. Lost everything. Pristine, Miles. P- pristine. Come, on, Miles. Come a little bit further west and you'll You're give you pristine. A liar. <laughs> anyway, that's Miles Fisher. You see him on the SEN track. He must have been feeling unwell because, uh, oh, he was very, very, very unwell. And he was replaced by Tom Papley yesterday. Paps came off the bench and replaced him on SEN track. One of the great radio performers. Paps. Papley is amazing. Beauty. Funny. Actually, under 5'8, wow. no, can't trust him. We'll get a breakaway and come back. We'll come back with a Tom Papley. Fax pace that he had with uh, David Taggart on SEN track yesterday. Tag, bad luck. Uh, you missed out, as you uh, pointed out in the trackside WhatsApp group the other day, you missed out on selection for the World Cup coming yeah. up in yeah. Qatar. Uh, yeah, my brother, Taggart Adam, Taggart. Yeah, Adam Taggart. Adam yeah. Taggart. So. What, is, what is he, a better bowler? No, no, soccer, Will. Soccer. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> the Sydney Swans asking David Taggart on SEN track whether his uh, relation, Adam Taggart, who's no relation, uh, is uh, you know, a batter or bowler. No, they were talking soccer. That was as funny as you want to see. You can see it on our socials. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Sam Gilby and Harry Cole in the studio. They're talking uh, about being drafted. Draft day is rapidly approaching. Continues our countdown to the draft. Um, big show. Really big show. Thank you for everyone's feedback today. And a just a reminder, today, yeah. 2 o'clock today, uh, the boys are at the run home, Hayes and Mudder. I'm going to get it down there as well and do a guest appearance down there. <laughs> oh, I, no chance in the world you're going to be there because there's the people there. Large gauge roads. You might have to talk to someone. Hazy as for the first 50 people down yeah. there. I'll be able to have a lemonade down there. Hey, for those who missed the start of the show, can we have Peter Vlahos cleaning up my desk yesterday, please? Can we just oh, have I'm, I'm putting it all in there. This is Pete cleaning up my desk yesterday. Room, right? Real dummy spit. We share yeah, a desk. Coffee spilled all over here. There's <laughs> have, no room. Have a listen so to me. closing it. Yep. All I'm doing it is storing it okay, for Peter. you. In a, in okay. a bin with a big garbage bag. Kim Gossage. MC. Thank you very much. Mate, we've got no room. No, okay. Right. <laughs> so that's, enough. So that's Pete cleaning my desk yesterday. Well, yeah. that's the end of the show, and guess what? Oh, no. Oh, you don't poke the bear. Why are you going to be like that? All right, let's do it. Kings of Leon played at the RAC Arena last night, and their drummer wore a Perth Wildcats shirt. Clever. Thanks for your company today. We're leaving with Kings of Leon. This is Scotty and Goss. Back on the show tomorrow at 6 